Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Yes, sir! Hour three begins, as it will every Friday now, for the next 17, 18, 20 weeks with Mr. Mike Lombardi. He, of course, uh, the guru, VEASAN, everything else. He's got a book, book, new book coming out, Football Done Right. You know that that will be superb. He's got Super Bowl rings. He's got boys uh, who are coordinators in the National Football League. And he also has this on his resume, defeated twice last year as far as our picks are concerned. And then, of course, with the point scenario in the uh, postseason. But also a wonderful guest at Bar A in early August where he came all the way up from the Jersey Shore to hang out and he says hello mike welcome back great to have you with us how are you today pal okay uh, i am great it was my honor to be there to enjoy it and to watch you dance and sing it there's nothing better to meet the whole family I-, I loved it i was very thrilled to be invited it was an uh, awesome day all right, thank for you. You did that, and away we go. All right, we got a lot to do here. Let's first get your thoughts on the game last night, Kansas City and Detroit. Was this game more about, before we do our picks, three, t- three picks apiece, uh, was this game more about the Lions showing you that they're going to be a pretty good team, or is this game more about the Chiefs, a couple of guys out, and the whole Chiefs scenario, maybe a little, I don't know, maybe not as much, uh, maybe not as good as they have been in the last year or two. What's your take on the ball game last night in Kansas City? You know, I think you can learn a lot from preseason, but not about certain players. If you study the Chiefs in the preseason, Mahomes threw 17 passes. He averaged 7.1 per attempt. Kelsey didn't play. They struggled to move the ball against Arizona. They struggled to move the ball. Last preseason, he threw 27 passes. He averaged 8.6 yards per attempt. So it was right in front of us that he struggled throwing the ball. The receivers couldn't separate. If you watch the tape of the game from last night, the Chiefs receivers couldn't separate. It was very challenging for Mahomes, and he missed Kelsey dearly. That game was an advertisement for Kelsey to get a raise more than Chris Jones. Now, Chris Jones is a great player, and he deserves a raise. He's the best defensive player in the league last year on the, on the defensive line uh, other than Bosa. So he does, but I, I think the Chiefs offense lacks explosiveness. It lacks juice, and it really struggled. I didn't think Detroit played their best game, but I will say this. In the fourth quarter, they ran 20 plays. They got three of their five first downs on third down converted. They only had five for the entire game. In the fourth quarter, they were able to do that. They got six first downs, and they won the game. Now, he got away with a major error, you know, going for it on fourth and two at the 45. That looked like it was going to be a disaster. But the Chiefs went backwards. They had a holding call and a false start, and we end up with fourth and 25. And Andy threw up the white flag. I mean, how many times do you convert in fourth and 25? Yeah, I'm not sure if I agree with you on the fourth and two. I wouldn't want to give the ball back to Mahomes either, but I, it's a tough decision. I want to get back he to Jones. He didn't move the ball the whole game. He couldn't move the ball. They yeah, I know, the but it, they were I mean, you're, you put you're him t- back there. You know, all he needed was 20 yards, and, and he's going to kick a field goal to beat you. Two yards, though, the game's over. Two yards, the game's off. Uh, listen, I understand. I think it's debatable. Now, Jones, he did sign a contract, and he's got a year to go on his contract. In my, If I sign a contract and I outperform it, I can't rip it up and get another one. Uh, you know, the Chiefs are not going to budge. How about the, the, how about the adage, uh, you know what? 
honor your contract and, you know, that's the way it goes. You didn't have a problem with it when you signed it. Why the problem now? So give me your thoughts well, on because, Jones deserves a race. Let me hear. Well, because they don't name streets that way, one way. I mean, that works one way. The clubs get to cut you, but the players can't come back. How many times does a player get cut or have his salary reduced because he doesn't play to the level? It's a little bit harder in this cap era to do that. Back in the day, you know, when George Weiss was running the Yankees, I'm sure they could get away with it. I mean, Mickey Mantle took a pay cut after he won the Triple Crown, but I don't think he can get away with that today. Chris Jones is too good of a player. Look, here's the reality of it all, though, Christopher. I mean, Travis Kelsey makes $14 million a year. He's only the fourth highest paid tight end in football. He should be make, He should be the highest paid receiver in football. Forget about tight end. He doesn't even play tight end. He plays wide receiver. This kid's taking $10 million a year less to be on a winning team. So if you turn around and give Jones money, how do you not give Kelsey a raise? How do you not give Mahomes a raise? It becomes a real problem for Brett Veach. So uh, it, it's challenging. But look, the players today, when they outperform their contracts, you're going to have to deal with it. You can't say you signed it. You're going to have to deal with it. So that's what happened with Zach Martin down in Dallas, too? I think it did. I think he outperformed it. The market got away from you. And so this is what happens when you sign. Look, look, when you sign a guy early and the contract gets out, like Mahomes is $10 million now behind Joe Burrow. He's $10 million a year behind Burrow. You know, and now he's going to, you're going to have to do some adjustment. Now, maybe Mahomes will take the Tom Brady route, which is I'm fine. Look, just I got so much stuff going on off the field. I make it up. I'm do good. Everything's fine. But at some point, your locker room gets discombobulated. And they traded Tyree Kill because they didn't want to pay him all that. But now they're suffering from not having that explosiveness in their offense. They won last year. Juju Smith was their second leading receiver at 78 on 104 targets. But they're going to need to get somebody to step up. And I don't think it's Tony. I, I mean, look, t- we could talk about Tony, what he did in the Super Bowl. That was one game. Tony's always seems to be injured, and he's very inconsistent. Oh, he's terrible. And, you know, listen, I understand about Tariq Kill, but the bottom line is they won a championship without him. And so, you know, they might, if they go 3-14, and 14, they're going to live with that because they didn't pay Hill and they won without him. Right. So doesn't yeah. that tell but me that the Chiefs Smith made Schuster. They had another guy. Right now, they're ca- last night they took eight targets to Sly Moore and to Tony. They had one catch for one yard. And Tony yeah. played volleyball. And Tony played volleyball with one of the drops. So... What is the end result for the Chiefs once they get – forget Jones. He's not going to be back until week eight. But what is the scenario with Kelsey? Are they going to be okay once he returns in 10 days? Or the, do well, you I see think, some signs that you're worried about him? I, I think what you'll see is a little bit of, of the teams that are they're going to double Kelsey no matter where he goes the minute he gets off the bus. And they're going to you – know, that, that, that right tackle has got to start to play on the line of scrimmage. He got away with it last night, but he was lined up in the backfield. I thought he was on the punt team the way he was lined up. Yes. Like that was an illegal formation. I mean, it was a joke. It was. I was tweeting about it in the first quarter. How it come the officials the don't? Quarter. How did the officials not pick that up? For crying out loud, this I, I don't know how Dan Campbell wasn't killing him on it, showing him the Polaroid. The guy's foot was. He looked like he was on the wing on the punt team. It was a joke, but it ended up working out because they put Hutchinson in the in the in the in the B gap, and he started. They started running games over there because the width of the of what they were doing created a, a natural hole. So. I think the Chiefs' offensive line is going to have to play a lot better. But look, Andy Reid's a really good coach. This, the Chiefs aren't. Don't bury the Chiefs yet, and don't give the Lions the Super Bowl. I mean, they didn't play their best game either. 
Yeah, but I, I won't give them the Super Bowl, but I'm going to look at last year, too, with that winning Green Bay to knock them out after they were knocked out earlier in the afternoon. The Lions are on the right, uh, the, the, you know, they're on the right. St- I would be surprised in the awful NFC there, Michael. I would be surprised if the Lions don't make the playoffs. They should make I would the playoffs. Be too. I mean, how they do they not? Make- I mean, there's, there's not enough good teams. You know, I mean, Washington should be better, but do you trust Rivera to lead that team? No. No, I do not. Uh, let's go there. Let's look at big picture NFL. Uh, right now, out of the AFC, how many teams do you could you conceivably see playing a Super Bowl? Six, five. Uh, how many? Uh, you know, if I say six, I'm including the Jets. How many teams do you think have a realistic chance to win the conference? Well, I mean, to win the AFC, I, I think you're you're probably looking at uh, I would say four. To win the conference, it's going to take a lot. You know, to get to the playoffs, I think other than Je- other than Houston and, and Indianapolis, you can make a case for every one of them making the playoffs based on things no, going yeah. perfectly correct. No, but, I know that. I, I mean, I'm talking about conference. So Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, who else? You know, I, I, I'm going to tell I think Pittsburgh could get there. Look, you know, you're in, you just talked about Detroit, about how great Detroit was last year and now they were – Pittsburgh last year, the last seven games of the year, nine games of the year, they go seven and two. Their defense gives up under 15 points. They lose the game to Baltimore because Pickett gets hurt. They got to put Trubisky back on the field, and he throws three picks, two of them in the red zone. This Pittsburgh team played really good at the end of the year, and they're better this year. I mean, Buffalo put their number one team out there in the preseason against them, and Pittsburgh stone Pittsburgh fourteen nothing by the time before the Buffalo got comfortable. They took Josh Allen off the field. Pittsburgh's a really good team. The other really good team is Cleveland. Cleveland, it's time for Cleveland to either step up or step out. There's no holes in Cleveland team. Either Deshaun Watson plays like the player he's getting paid, or it's gonna fall on him. They're really good. They can run the ball. They'll stop the run with Schwartz's defense. They got the wide nines. They've got the ability to pressure with Miles Garrett and Smith on the Darius Smith on the edges. They're good. They're really good. And I think they know they're good. That's why they cut Cade York, who they picked early in the fourth round, because they can't risk it. So they went with Hopkins. Whether that works out or not, I don't know. Right, okay. Hopkins the um uh from where is Hopkins from now? Well, they got him from the Chargers, and he's been somewhat inconsistent. He's not a cold weather kicker, which is interesting. Oh, you're talking about look, the kicking. All these games, right, York. Yep. Yes, go All on. these kickers. He, and look, the kickers are what matter the most, right? These games are all decided Tight. by three points, four points or less. You get a, you get a hot kicker. You know, San Francisco's going to go back to Pittsburgh, and Moody's going to kick for him, and, he, and he's had a horrible preseason, plus he's coming off an injury. Can That's he make the- kicks in, in, in that stadium? We'll see. That's the Mich- that's the Michigan kicker, right, Moody? Uh, so yeah, he's good see. now. He was good. Yeah, at he's Michigan, good. But he he's was, good. He's he good. He was not good this summer, though. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on him. Listen, Mike. Mike's on top of it. All right, what other things that I need to keep an eye on from developments? You gave me the kicking. Yeah, you gave me a little bit of Mahomes with his uh, pass attempts. What other things from the preseason does the average fan got to keep an eye on from a trend perspective uh, as far as week one in the first part of the year? Anything else that you found well, alarming? Let me hear. Well, I think, I think week one is really – there's no home field advantage in week one. There really isn't. You know, I mean, you have five years of just looking at sample data over the first week of the season, and the best the best the home teams have done is won eight games. 
That's the best they've done. They're 38-39-1 and one against the spread home teams in the weekend. The first weekend of the season, everything's a crapshoot. It just falls apart. You don't know exactly what you're going to expect. And then there's some teams like the Rams who are probably going to be the healthiest they're going to be all year. And I know they don't have Cooper Cup, but this is probably the month of September may be their most effective time, like Chicago last year. So I, I think you got to take that in consideration. You got to play the the odds. I, I think one of the things that you got to look at too is Washington. Look, they're finally going to play in front of a home team. That that's a, that's a big that's a big thing. I mean, they're going to have a home crowd finally for the first time. That's really important. All right, so I, I think in the AFC, you can't get off to a slow start. Last two years, Cincinnati's been five and four at their bye, and if they go five and four at their bye this year, they won't make it because of the conference. Uh, what do you think of the Jets? Everybody's so high on them. What are the two teams? Everybody I heard loves. You're sick of talking about the Jets. Oh, I'm you sick of it. Jets fatigue already. I do. The two teams that people can't get enough of of Jets and Cowboys. They all love them. Let me hear your take on both. Go ahead. Well, look, I, I think this: the Jets have to prove they can protect. So let's just talk Aaron Rodgers for a second. You know, the two years he won MVP, he had hosted a home playoff game. In comes, in comes the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers really won the game because their defensive front dominated. Rodgers was under a lot of pressure all game. No matter how great he played as the MVP, that struggled. The next year, they host San Francisco. Cold day, Green Bay, Lambeau Field, the shadows of Lombardi. They can't block San Francisco. Rodgers doesn't play very well. That's going to be the key. If you're a Jet fan, you're going to sit there at the end of the season and you're going to say, our team, our offensive line really improved during the year. The other thing you're going to say, besides all the nonsense talk about being the greatest defense in the history of football, is can we force turnovers? How many turnovers do you think the Jets' defense forced last year in the last nine games after their bye week? After their bye week, how many turnovers do you think the defense forced? I'm going to guess and say three. Two. Wow. Two. Not what enough. great defense forces only two? Now, in fairness to the Jets, counterbalance here. They never played from in front. They couldn't really rush the passer. So it's hard to create turnovers when you're always trying. You can't put your gears in. But they are, they're a good defense. Are they an elite defense? I think they're going to get different style of offense. When you have a bad quarterback – Teams play a little conservative. They play a hey, as long as we don't as long as we don't turn this ball over, we're gonna win the game against them. Now they know that this offense can move, they're gonna to have to show some things. And if they don't change the, the the style of what they do defensively, remember they run Pete Carroll's scheme. They run Pete Carroll's cover three scheme. I'm gonna give you a tip. Pete Carroll doesn't run Pete Carroll's scheme anymore. Yeah, so you think their defense – so you, you want to see how the Jet defense plays. Do you think the Jets are going to win double-digit in games? Uh, I think they can win 10 games, sure. But I think that offensive line's got to prove it to me. I, I'm, I'm not sold on Becton after what he was in the third, for a third preseason game. He still struggles to push off his knee. And I haven't seen Dwayne Brown and Lakeland Tomlinson, their left guard last year. That was the weakness of their offensive line. So – Look, I think I think Rodgers will play effectively. I don't know where Bryce Hall will be coming off the knee. Does he have the same burst and acceleration? They're going to be a problem. There's no question about that. That front's tough to block. They are good up front, and they've got depth in their defensive line. Uh, they have a lot of defensive linemen, and they do have a uh, they have a pass rush everything else. So how about Dallas, Mike? Let me hear your take on them. Everybody loves the Cowboys. Go ahead. 
Everybody loves the Cowboys. But this, it, so the Cowboys, it has been since 1994, 1994, that they've won three. They've been to the playoffs three years in a row. Think about that. They haven't been to the playoffs in three years in a row since 1994. Now they've mm-hmm. gone twice. On paper, this is a good team. And you and I both know paper doesn't do much. You know, and but I do think that they have the makings of a good team. I mean, they you know, Pollard's got to stay healthy. But going into this game against the Giants, Tyler Smith is probably not going to play. And guess what? I'm going to give you a shocker you won't even believe. Tyron Smith's hurt. His hamstrings bothered him. Like, that left side of their defense offensive line is a problem. And so if they can't stay healthy, that's going to affect them. That's going to create problems. Uh, I think they're good. And I think they're going to have to be able to show that that offensive line can stay healthy. That's my concern about them. Their defense is good, but if they don't play from in front, it's a little bit harder. Uh, do you see anybody besides the big three in the NFC getting to a Super Bowl, San Francisco Eagles and Cowboys? I don't. I don't see that. I, I, I mean, I think Detroit's a better team. I think Green Bay is going to be a better team. I don't see Minnesota or the Giants taking that step up. Minnesota, Kirk Cousins won, had eight comeback wins last year, the most of any quarterback in the NFL. I I think that was fortunate, right? I'm not sure Kevin O'Connell could ever go to a casino in Las Vegas and get in. I think his face is probably plastered all over the place. He's so lucky. You can't beat him. Yeah, that's a fair. All right, so you think three in the NFC, and you're going to go Cincy, Buffalo, and the, and the Chiefs. You're going to give me. You're going to say Pittsburgh and Baltimore. How many in the AFC can win the conference? I think you could. You could get. I mean, look, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, they can do it. I, I think Cleveland could do it, right? So I think the whole North could win. I think the whole North could win it. They're going to beat each other up. The North is good now. The North is very good, and the East. We'll see what Miami can do. We'll see what what the Jets can do, right? The Jets have only beaten two AFC East teams once. They beat Buffalo last year and they beat Miami. They have not beaten New England under the Robert Sala administration. So we'll see that. And then the West, I mean, look, Denver will be better. I think the Raiders are going to be improved. Will they be improved to win? No, I don't see that. And the Chargers, everybody loves the Chargers because they've got Kellen Moore now, you know, and that makes everybody excited. We'll see if they'll ever try to run the football. I mean, that's the hard part about the Chargers. If you can't control the pace of the game, it's hard to close games out. All right, the young quarterbacks, before we start our picks, give me your thoughts on the other young QBs. Which one you like the best? Which one you're worried about? I, I really like Stroud the best. I mean, excuse me, I really like Bryce Young the best. I worry about Stroud because Stroud's going to get overloaded, right? Stroud looked at the sidelines for every play, and now he's got to call a play in the huddle. Stroud was in shotgun all the time. Now he's got to take snaps. The game really moved fast this summer for Stroud. I think it was hard. Richardson's going to be really inconsistent. In Josh Allen's first year, he missed open receivers 27% of the time. That's a lot. Now, he's got that number down to 14%, which is great. But I think you're hit, Richardson's going to be right at that 27 to 30% missing wide open receivers. That's what's going to hurt him. And I, I think that's going to take some time for him to develop and move along, whereas I think Bryce Young's got great rhythm and timing. If they can protect him, I think Bryce Young will do a really good job. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, I'm with you on Young. I think he's got a chance to have a halfway decent year. Um, Is there an over-under number that jumped out to you that you would take in either direction? I'm sure you saw it. I really like Pittsburgh on that over. I think a lot of people have played it. I like, and I call me crazy, I like Washington on the over. They're six and a half. 
They won eight games last year. And, and really, when you look at what they did last year, they should have won more. If Rivera, admittedly, he said he was, but if he was paying attention at, to his quarterbacking play, they could have won more. I mean, they had a chance to beat the Giants in the Meadowlands, had a chance to beat the Giants down in FedEx Field. They turned the ball over twice in the red zone. They're a good team. I don't say they're great, but they could go over six and a half. It's pretty light for them. Wow, so you like Washington, all right, uh, and you like Pittsburgh over nine and a half. Okay, 22 after the hour. Let's go with the picks. Uh, Mr. Lombardi, he's the guest, so he gets a chance to go first to pick three. He's got the numbers in front of you, so do I, so we'll have the official lines. Mike, the floor is yours. Take it away. Go ahead. I'm going to take I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins and three points out in Los Angeles. I know Teron Armstead's not healthy. He's not playing. But I think Vic Fangio knows how to defend Kellen Moore. They played a game when Vic Fangio was the head coach of the Denver Broncos, and Denver wasn't playing well. Goes into Dallas and just stones the Dallas offense. And this is when Dallas played really well. I mean, this is in 2021 when Dallas was humming along and Dak Prescott was really doing well, and they got beat 30-16, to and the game wasn't even that close. He held them to 290 yards, 78 yards rushing, and Denver walked away with a win, making the Cowboys 6-2. and two. I think there's certain coordinators that know how to defend other coordinators. I think Miami will be healthy. I think their receivers are going to be a problem. I think Tua will throw it. And I think that Fangio knows Staley's defense, that he can tell McDaniels how to attack it. And McDaniels has got to run the football more effectively. They were 31st in rushing attempts last year. I'm going to take Miami in the points. All right, getting three. I'm going to take Pittsburgh at home. Now, Mike just told us that home underdogs don't really help you too much, 38 and 39. But the Steelers get two and a half against San Francisco. And, you know, the Niners, who knows, on Kittle, uh, Bosa, I'm not even sure if he's going to play. Uh, Purdy, you know, coming off an injury, played seven games last year. This is a tough opening game for the Niners to go play at Pittsburgh, a Steeler team that is probably, you know, listen, laying in the weeds, nine, nine and a half. I think Pittsburgh's out chance to be, you know, obviously a good team. They will play Cleveland the next week on a Monday night. But this is a tricky spot for the Niners with some injuries. Who knows on Bosa? Purdy. Uh, I could see, obviously, Pittsburgh getting off to a good start. I'll take the two and a half at home, and I will take the Steelers against San Francisco in game number one. Yeah, my number two game is I'm going to take the New York football Giants on Sunday night. I'll take the three and a half. Uh, I think this Dallas offensive line is going to be a problem, and I think it's the Giants will play well. Now, I know Darren Waller could be out with a hamstring. But Already? I think that, he may not play yeah, in this game? Oh, my God. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's something that we have to, you know, I, I think he'll, I think the Giants have a really chance to, three and a half, I like the number. I think they'll move the football on them. And if the Giants can get ahead of Dallas and force Dallas to have to pass protect, I think they'll be pretty good. So I think the Giants, I'll take the three and a half at home. All right, but I didn't know about Waller already. He never plays and off to a bad start from that standpoint. I like the Browns, and I'm going to take them. I'll give up or I'll take the two against Cincinnati. I mean, listen, he barely played in preseason. That, of course, or I don't think he did play. And that is uh, Burrow. It was uh, banged up a little bit, too. Bengals don't play well in Cleveland. They haven't won there since 2017. Uh, the Browns, you just heard our good buddy there, Mike, say that this has got a chance to be a good. Now, listen, I don't know about Watson. You know, who knows? You know, maybe uh, we're not going to. We didn't like what we saw last year. He didn't play that well uh, after basically a year and a half off. So if he stinks, well, that's a whole different scenario. I'm counting on him 
You know, when the bell rings to know what's going on, Browns have done well against Cincinnati. The Bengals have gotten off the slow starts in the past. Last year they lost that first game to Pittsburgh. I think they did. I, they lost their first game to Pittsburgh at home. Uh, I will take the Browns here. And the, forget the points. It's not a big deal. It's only getting two. I just think that some teams have some other teams' number. And Cincinnati's had a lot of trouble in Cleveland. Last year they got killed there on a Monday night. I'll make a run. I'll take. I'll stick with the AFC North, both at home. And I will take Cleveland against Cincinnati, getting the, uh, getting the two points. That's game number two. Yeah, I, I mean, look, here's the reality of it. Since he, you know, last year of all the teams, they turned it over five times to the opener. Burrow coming off that appendectomy. They were one of the most effective teams in terms of their execution, rushes and completions, and their ability in, 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 to move the football and get arch per play. But they turned it over five times, and that became the real issue. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to take the, the Los Angeles Rams, and I think I have five points here. Yeah, I do. I get five points. Okay, so this sounds like a ridiculous pick, but here's what I like about this pick. Last year, they played two games against Seattle. Matt Stafford didn't play in either game. Cooper Cup didn't play in either game. Aaron Donald didn't play in the last game of the year. Geno Smith had 11 interceptions last year. Five of them came from Seattle, from the Rams. Because Raheem Morris understands Shane Waldron's offense, and I think he knows how to attack it. Plus, this will be Stafford will be healthy, and I think Sean McVay was embarrassed in the last preseason game. This will be the best the Rams play. I'm not saying Seattle's going to lose, but I'll take five. I think it's too many points. Here's why I think it's too many points. Last year with John Mulford, they lost by four. Last year with Baker Mayfield in Seattle, they lost by three. I'll take the Rams. I think McVay will do a good job in the opener, and I'll take the five. Yeah, I can see that 100%. Uh, they played very well last year in Week 17 with a chance to knock them out. Uh, and so from that standpoint, I think that's a very good play. I don't know where to go with this third pick. The first week to me, before I get a little feel of these teams, I don't pay nearly as much attention to preseason as Mike does. So I don't have a complete understanding of everybody. But I'm going to take the Jaguars giving up five points in Indianapolis against the Colts. The, uh, this is obviously Peterson against a coach who's making his debut. Richardson making his debut. Uh, I think that Jacksonville, I think they're going to have a very good year in this division they're gonna i don't know if they're gonna lose a game in the afc south against houston indianapolis or tennessee they have a schedule that is conducive to win 10 plus games they also play the nfc south uh you know i they play the colts twice in the first five weeks of the season they have played well against the colts remember they almost they beat them and knocked them out of the playoffs two years ago when they were playing for nothing and it was frank reich uh, trying to get into the postseason, and they killed Wentz. Lawrence is good. Ridley's got to be chopping at the bit to get back and play. I like the Jaguars giving up the five. A lot of points, and they don't, you know, you can never completely trust them. And they can be a little goofy with the games in Peterson, but I'll take Jacksonville. So Jaguars, Browns, and Steelers for me. And Mike is going to run with the getting a five, getting a three and a half with the Giants, five with the Rams, and his third pick was. Um, who was Miami. Your, uh, the, the, Miami getting three. So he likes the three underdogs this week. Uh, and a lot of these teams, Miami on the road, see Rams on the road uh, in certain spots. Mike, great job. Oh, who's your Super Bowl pick? Well, let's give me that before I, you go I here went, at the bottom of the hour. I went with, I went with Cincinnati. I, it's so hard to predict Super Bowl because you not only do you have to get the right team, you got to predict the injuries. It's a kind of a hard thing to get. I took Cincinnati because here's what I do believe. I believe you got to knock on the door before you get in the house. 
And they've been knocking at that Super Bowl winning door for two years. I think they got a chance to break it down. Against two. I had San Francisco. I felt, you know, since football done rights out now, and, and it's kind of a tribute to Coach Walsh a little bit in there, I thought it would be the, per, the, the Bill Walsh Super Bowl and the Paul Brown one, who I have as the best coach. Remember, it's kind of ironic yesterday. They gave Joe Burrow the record contract. Guess whose birthday it was yesterday, Christopher? Uh, was it Paul Brown's? Paul Brown. Wow. And if he, and when Graham left, he never had a quarterback. So, um, uh, the, your your book does it come out today? Is it just uh, you get it on it Amazon? Out on Tuesday. It, it's out Football on Tuesday. Done right. You can buy it anywhere. It's about the NFL, and uh, it's also uh, uh, you know about the top coaches of of all time. I'll enjoy that. We'll get a copy, and I'll make sure we give you a good hour to talk about it outside of doing it on a Friday. Mike, always a pleasure. Thanks very much, pal. Keep me posted. Appreciate Thanks, you coming on today. We'll see you next week. So Mike's picks and ours picks, and away we go. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.